Welcome to episode 35 of Live It or Waste It. I am David Guggenheim. And I'm Dave Wine, and this is now the show about getting through this crisis. If you are struggling with living it through the coronavirus pandemic and looking for tips and strategies on how to make the most out of this difficult time, then this is the show to follow. Join us on our journey of remaking our lives, even in times of crisis, with the help of the Live It or Waste It community. Oh, please help us. Please. I need help. This is why you have community is when you're cut off, sequestered away from most people. You need this online community of virtual folks. Yes. Thank God for the virtual world right now. You know, we used to complain about the virtual world and now it's a lifesaver. It's a cert. Say that again. <laughs> well, you said it's a lifesaver. I said it was a cert. Oh, a cert. I should have said tic-tac. You should have, because I thought you were being real brainy for a second there and using a like a <laughs> SAT word on me. It's an SAT. No, it's a cert. Just a uh, regular old mint. Just a mint. Round. Just a mint between you and mint. Now, cert had like a little different thing in the middle, right? Right, it had like the flavor burst in the center. Right, it had a center burst. Yeah. How you feeling there, Googans? Well, it's like living in quarantine, staying the F home. I feel like I'm doing pretty good. I was uh, watching the kids all day. I was organizing kids doing e-school and um, I- I'm pretty tired. I have, I have to admit that, but, but doing okay. I-, I-, I feel like I'm holding up. How about you? Now, the, well, before we get to me, I, I have a question oh. about the e-school. E-school, sure. Is, are your kids able to do that on their own or do you have to supervise that? Well, I have three kids. I have twins that are five pre preschool that were in daycare that are now not in daycare, obviously. And a 10-year-old who is in the, you know, fourth grade. Um... And so she is doing her education over her laptop. And, you know, they have, it's, I wouldn't say full school, but the teacher does some, you know, FaceTime, basically Zoom, whatever it is, some sort of video conferencing with the kids and teaches that way. And then they do their lessons by themselves and turn them in. It's pretty haphazard because, you know, someone's losing connection. Somebody can't hear. The teacher has to leave the room and come back. Um, it's it's very challenging. And this is the first few days. It, they only started it. It is now, what is today, Thursday? It started on Tuesday of this week. So they're still working the kinks out. Now, when a kid has to go on a, a pee break... Do they raise their hand and get permission from the teacher? They just they just go. Oh, it's just go. much more loosey goosey. Ah, like some of the kids were like I I could hear the morning lecture this morning, and the teacher was like, you know, when I assign you an assignment, you have to actually do it. <laughs> <laughs> so there's there's still some of that going on. I have a feeling that she probably says that even when they're all in the classroom. Uh, no, I think it's where they weren't taking it seriously. And, you know, I'm sure half the kids are in their pajamas. 
when they're doing this. Yeah. For my little ones, for the five-year-olds, I'm doing this thing called ABC Mouse, which is like on the iPad and it's sort of an early learning software where, you know, it's a cute mouse and they do little games and things like that. But it's, it's education. It's letters and numbers and, you know, pre-reading and stuff like that. So they really like that. Uh, so we do that and then we mm-hmm. let them jump on the N- Nintendo at, at, you know, like two o'clock after school then they could do something fun. How has their energy and, and, and mood been? It's amazing how resilient and adaptable kids can be. They, they really have, like, they're listening. I mean, I listen to this COVID stuff all the time. I'm digesting media all the time, and they know what's going on, and they're okay with it. They're just like, they understand that we can't go out, we can't see our friends, we can't go to school. And they just, you know, are happy on their electronics. So I actually read an article a woman in Italy wrote. She said, the top 10 things I wish I knew before their quarantine. And one of the things was just forget about limiting screen time for the kids. It's just don't even bother. Just give them the screen time because you got to get through this period somehow. And it, it, it works and hopefully give them as much educational software as you possibly can, could do. Yeah. And you're in, you know, you're in a house with several people. So is it, is it, are you starting to feel a little cramped in there? I mean, you do have a backyard and everything you can go out into and I'm sure the weather is, is pretty nice right now. Yeah. Uh, being in Florida, um, we were able to do the pool last week was a little bit different. It was, there was absolutely nothing going on because it's spring break for my, for my 10 year old. So we were putting him in the pool every day. And of course everyone got an ear infection today. Like my, my daughter wanted to play catch and I'm like, let's do it outside. Cause I wanted to just go outside and we did a little bonfire. We did that today. We roasted some marshmallows. Oh, nice so, bonfire. Yeah. James bonfire. James bonfire. So we just try to do things like that to get us out of the house and mix it up and keep the kids stimulated. And so far, so good. But we're at the very beginning of all of this. And the real test is going to be what's it going to be like a month or two months from now? Well, I think that there are some parents out there that would love some suggestions on how to keep their, their kids entertained during this. I recommend ABC Mouse. Just look it up on your, you could do it on an iPad or a laptop or whatever it is. You download the software. It's like nine bucks a month. I think they give you the first month free or first few weeks free. It's definitely, I found that my kids actually learn by using it and they enjoy it. So top tip. There you go. ABC Mouse. And Legos, good old fashioned Legos. Oh man, I might get myself some Legos. I love Legos. It is a really good time. I mean, if uh, a lot of people, you know, obviously the economy is really bad right now and money is tight. But if you, like my brother, uh, would buy Lego sets and just keep them in the box, you know, like Star Wars Millennium Falcon or something. Uh, he didn't buy that one because that one's like five hundred bucks, but. You know, at this point, it's just like open the damn things up and just start making something and just keep yourself busy and having, you know, some fun. Yeah, I think there's a lot of things 
that people had stored away in their closet that are being pulled out and, and used. I think everybody's getting around to whatever they haven't gotten around to. If you can't get to it now, just throw it away because you're never going to get to it. <laughs> just throw it away. If you want to do that scrapbooking project that you've never gotten around to it, if you don't do it now during the quarantine, just throw it all away. You're never going to do you're, it. You're not a scrapbooker. You're not a scrapbooker. Okay? Stop going to Michael's or whatever uh, art supply store you have nearby. Yeah. You're not a scrapbooker. And it's okay. Forgive yourself. It's okay. Yes. Forgive yourself for not being yeah. scrappy. And that sort of leads into some of the topics that we're going to be getting into later on in the show as far as acceptance and expectations. Right. But first, we have our weekly affirmation. Oh, you don't care about what's happening with me? Oh, geez, I'm sorry. (laughs) Just just glaze right over that. You know, I'm uh, uh, Krypton. I I don't feel pain. I know you're going to be editing this, and I'm sure all of this is going to be pulled out, so... So how are you doing? You're sort of on lockdown. It's just you and your dog Newman there. Newman, Batman, and and myself are just uh, we're we're trying to make the best of it. Uh, I gotta say, you know, if you don't have a dog and you're alone in this time, that would be my suggestion: is to go rescue a dog. I I really don't know how I would get through this without my dog. You know, it's hard to not snap out of whatever you're feeling when you have a dog's love oh that's nice that's that's cool yeah yeah so thanks newman but you're sort of in the opposite situation for me i mean i've got people coming up we got people coming out the yin yang in my house (laughs) the yin yang (laughs) the yin yang yeah i i was thinking that i had the exact opposite situation i'm kind of like on a desert island all by myself here yeah uh i i did uh converse with my neighbors briefly in the hallway uh we had a little hallway kibitz but you know my energy's been low it it's it's hard for me to do anything pretty much even get out of bed uh and i have to just force myself to do stuff i i get some things done but like you said we're going to talk about in this episode I just had to lower my expectations, you know, like that Saturday Night Live skit. Lower expectations. It's it's a powerful tool because it's a time of recalibration. Yeah. And we're early enough into it, even when this podcast comes out, where you don't know what it's like, what, what it's going to be like in two weeks from now. Two days from now. Two days, yeah. And, and you don't know what other people are doing, right? Like how productive are other people? And from my sense of it, people are way less productive working from home than they normally are. And of course, there's so many people without jobs right now or, you know, just in a hiatus if, if you're lucky. It's a difficult time and there's not a lot of, pro- there's, no, there's no prospects right now. Everything is on hold. Nothing is going to be happening. Right. Unless you're a delivery service guy or a grocery worker. Or a healthcare worker. 
or a healthcare worker. And, and all of those people, and of course, the healthcare workers, we appreciate and thank them for what they do. But even if you're a grocery clerk, you are on the front lines of this virus and you're not making as much as the doctor that's on the front lines. You know, Dave, you're in a hot spot in Los Angeles. Uh, I'm in uh, a hot spot, a little bit less. Well, who even knows if it's a little bit less in, in where I am in Florida? I think you don't know or our peak just hasn't happened because... We had the a first death in our local hospital uh, just two days ago. Wow. Well, I am glad that you and your family are safe and, and you guys have been practicing social distancing and staying inside. And uh, it seemed like you got your kids uh, in a good spot, which, you know, I think is a huge part of this whole thing is is taking care of your kids attention so that they don't drive you insane yeah and they they, they do tire me out i mean my wife said you know why don't you take them because i was watching the kids mostly today and she's like why don't you just yeah i just went and played a video game to be honest with you just to, to veg out what'd you play the division two it's a virus has taken hold in America and the, the country falls apart and you have these vigilantes that shooting the, the rioters. Are you kidding me? You're playing a virus game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's my friend told me that she was watching uh, contagion. Everybody's watching. Why, contagion. Why, why, why are people doing that? Are you, you're not anxious enough and now she's like oh and it's just what's happening now is just exactly what happened in the movie and we're all gonna die well see why would you do that to yourself because i don't i know how to separate reality from fiction sure about that i i'm sure because i walk away from it being relaxed and, and at ease okay and had a nice time and i don't think i mean again some of the visuals are eerie because they look like uh what new york looks like right now as far as central park being turned into you know a de facto hospital and the javits center being a hospital yeah see i don't i don't want to i don't want to hear that and i don't that why would you want to see that i don't i don't understand any of this behavior right now See, I think it's different people digest this type of stuff differently. Some people go towards it, and that is the relieving of the stress to to be able to see how an entertainment medium interprets something like this. Uh-huh. And other people are like, I just want to watch The Sopranos. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am re-watching The Sopranos, and damn, is that a good show. You know, there's a lot of shows and movies that from the 90s that didn't hold up and yeah. uh the sopranos is definitely a hold up show it's fantastic yeah oh i remember it quite well that was always an event on sunday night when that was when a new episode was going to drop well since you like reading would you like to read the uh, weekly affirmation <laughs> weekly affirmation let's kick in the music let's take it all in Everyone take a deep breath in, hold, and release. 
It's real simple, folks. We are here to live it, no matter what it takes. And even in times of crisis, we push through the anxiety, the fear, the doubt, the feeling of not enoughness, and we learn, adapt, and grow. And when we need to, we humble ourselves and we seek help because it's important that we lean on one another for balance. Like it or not, we are in this together, all of us. The grind never stops. It never gets easy. And we love it. We love it. And we never stop living it. Very good, very good. Word of the week. Word of the week. Connect. An important one. Connect. Connect. How, when, where. We're not connecting physically. We're certainly not advocating that. We want you to connect, with, first and foremost, connect with yourself. Oh, man, that just, you just sent uh, uh, waves of anxiety through people, right, when you said that. Myself, oh, I want to watch TV. I want to watch more news. More Sopranos. And it's true. But now is the time to be more self-aware than ever. What you are feeling how are you reacting? Are you accepting your emotions or are you trying to hide them? Mm. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be a time where things are going to bubble up to the surface that just have been pushed down through different distractions and disconnections. Yeah, because you are, you're, you're disconnected. I mean, we're disconnected, right? There, there's no doubt about that. We're disconnected. And we have to connect via technology. And that, as we've been saying, is important. Yeah. But there's only so much of that that you could do in a day. Right. Why not take this time, because we all have it now, and connect with yourself to make sure you're doing okay. To make sure you're holding up, because you don't want to miss that connection. You don't want to miss the signs that you're fraying at the edges and allow that to become a problem because that cabin fever is a real thing. So connection, connection with yourself should be your first priority. And if you're not doing okay, connect with that. Connect with what negative thoughts and emotions that you're having and why you're having them and make them real, make them tangible so that you can actually deal with them and accept them and be okay that they're there because we're going to be feeling a lot of different things through this process. And so don't be having feelings of guilt or shame because all this stuff is coming up. It's all new. This is all new. And it's happening to all of us. It's happening to all of us. There's no rule book of saying how you should do this or how we should all do this. And that's why we need to be careful. We need to be cautious. And connecting with yourself, connecting with others, connecting with your loved ones, sending people a note, you know, maybe doing a, a video for, for people. 
just having a regular old phone call. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, right now we're lucky to be in a time where we can connect with people in so many different ways without being in their presence. And, you know, we need to take advantage of that as much as possible for ourselves and for other people. Right, because there are other people that aren't going to be doing well, and there's some people that aren't going to make a, a make uh, th- make it through this alive. That's just fact. Right. That's not scary. Fear mongering. It's just that's the way it's going to be. And if we could see those other people, if they're whether they're family members or maybe people in the neighborhood, maybe they're people that live next door. Um, see what you could do to maybe help them and, and s- stay social distance, you know, all, all these sorts of things. But if you have a neighbor that's 80 some on years old, maybe they could send you a right. list of what they need from the store or just, and you could, they go, may not know how to order online. You could order it online and have it delivered to her. I, I stand on my balcony sometimes and just wave at people as they walk by with their dogs or just, the, you know, people out walking just to get out. And in my own local community, everyone is sharing all these hearts that they've been making. Have you heard about this? Yeah, people have been creating hearts and putting them, you know, on pieces of wood, on pieces of paper. Some of them are quite large and some of them are quite intricate. And it's basically to thank other people for the work that they're doing, like the nurses and the doctors and the rescue workers and the grocery clerks and people that are putting themselves at at risk. Um, And it's a way just to, to thank them and stay connected. And people are getting in their cars and driving around the neighborhood and heart hunting and and most of them, I think, are getting up on Facebook, and it's a real bonding um, experience for the community. It's a way to stay together while staying you know, isolated, because you can get in your car, and you can drive around, and you could look at these hearts and take pictures of them and things like that without interacting with anyone and staying safe. And it's, it's really nice to see. And, and we, we created a nice, real big one out, out front that was one of our projects with the kids we did one day i was just gonna say that probably creates another project you can do with your kids too that's absolutely that was a two-day project so it was even better wow (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty cool um yeah we need more stories like that because there's really just not enough of that out there there's there's so many foul stories going on right now that we need a little balance and, you know, I, I want to also say that thank goodness that a lot of these uh, entertainers are taking time to try and figure out how to still reach out and entertain us in such a difficult time because, you know, we need that levity. Right. And stories of connection. Stories of connection. Yeah. 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 So should we get to our topic of the week? Let's get to the topic of the week. Living it under quarantine. Living it under quarantine. Expectations edition. Yeah. We got to talk about these expectations of ours during this time because we really don't know where we're going, what we're doing, and how long this is going to be happening. 
And so I think that over the past couple of weeks, a lot of things have changed. Uh, I think we're finally just getting our bearings. The initial shock has kind of worn off. And our expectations have to um, change from what they were just a couple of weeks ago. And it's taken a while for us for that to the reality of that to hit hard. I mean, I think it's now been weeks of this, but even then the reality of it, that it's not just going to be weeks, potentially it might be months. Yeah. And I don't, for me, it, it, it took a long time for me to really accept what was happening. And I don't think I really still am fully accepting because, you know, like you said, you're engulfed in the news and what's going on. So you probably have a much better understanding and have have kind of accepted what's happening. But to me, I kind of don't want to really know the depth of how bad it is out there. And uh, there's also the, the part of... Am I really getting the real information too? You know, sometimes I wonder about that because I keep hearing conflicting information from from this source and that source, and um, you know, this guy's mother's got a source, and and uh, jo- Joey, yeah, Joey numbers. Oh, that you got to stay away. From. <laughs> That's not. <laughs> hey. <laughs> My dad sends me emails on how I should deal with the virus. I'm like, no, yeah. thank you. Stick your head in the oven with vinegar in your mouth, holding a, a wet rag of bleach. Yeah. Well, now, and, and maybe this maybe this has been resolved, but it's like to wear a mask or not to wear a mask. Yeah. That is the question. Right. And whether you're able to get a mask or make a mask or, you know, because we certainly want our healthcare workers to have access to these things before we have it going to the grocery store. But if it seriously makes you less likely to get this damn thing, then there, you know, a certain merit to it. And I think right now we are still at the point where we're in the early stages of grieving you know, which are not not the most exciting or fun stages. We have the stages here listed. So the first is shock and denial. And we still have people out there laying on the beaches going through this particular yeah. uh, stage. Thinking this is all trumped up, yeah. pardon the pun. I just, well, I'm just going to go work. Like I saw a post on online today saying, I'm just going to go to work because I, I have to. Yeah. And we all have to not. That's how we win this thing. That's how we beat it. And shock and denial is, is the first. Yeah. And I think what, what many of us are going through right now, and then you get into pain and guilt which could be difficult when you are potentially alone uh, and then anger and bargaining, which again could be very, very dangerous in these certain, in, in the scenario. Have you found yourself getting angry about what's going on? Not yet. Not yet. I, I, I'm really focused in on controlling my anger and not letting anything get 
me angry. And that doesn't mean I'm always successful. I'm certainly not. But it's certainly something that's conscious in my mind Mm -hmm. that there's too much going on right now for us to get angry with one another Mm. or, or, or at least take it out on one another. Yeah. So that's something I'm, I'm very tuned into. Yeah, I agree with that too. And you know, it's easy to get angry about how this is being handled and all that kind of stuff and get caught up in that, that dialogue. And I really try my best not to get caught up in that or the conspiracy theories or this person said that. And, uh, but I have found that I I'm angry about other things that have nothing to do with the virus. Just like other things are coming up that, that have happened a long time ago or things that I just haven't dealt with, with people or things that I've been feeling. So I, I have been feeling a lot of anger. Uh, yeah. Well, that's, that's going to be followed by some other fun things. <laughs> yeah. You were talking, you're talking uh, about depression. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there is and will be a lot to be depressed about going forward. Um, if this lasts as long as, as we're thinking it's going to last, um, if it's going to be as significant to people's lives as far as taking them uh, as we th- currently are projected to be. I mean, this is some serious numbers that we haven't really seen before um, outside of, you know, automobile accidents and, you know, things of that nature. But then... We have the upward turn. Yeah. I don't think we're there yet, though. No. I think we got a ways to go before we get to that upward turn. No. <laughs> we have a ways to go. But, you know, we're not saying these things. We're not telling you about, you know, what, what you have to expect when you're going through these stages of grieving to bum you out. We're trying to tell you right. because you need to accept that this is what's going to happen and that it's not there's not something seriously wrong with you. Uh, that you should start shaming yourself or, or feeling guilty about the way you feel. You need to understand that this is normal and that you need to just accept it so that you can deal with it. Yeah, awareness, just giving you a sign, just to, to, to watch out for your anger. You know, watch out uh, if you're in denial right now and, and, and looking at conspiracy theories that are saying why it's it's all trumped up and not not real. Um, or the opposite or the opposite you know, or the, the opposite and that's what we're talking about is it's going to be difficult to do our part this is something that we haven't ever done before so we're letting you know the things to expect within yourself within the people around you so if somebody you know is is at the grocery store seems angry right. or or you know, in a bad mood to understand that they're dealing with everything that you're dealing with. And, and maybe if you flash them a smile, um, maybe that moment or, or look, f- you know, and you got to be creative if you want to be kind to another, you know, physical human being. But um, th- look for the little things that you could do. And again, that's why we we're talking about connection and staying connected with, with people to, to give them reassurance, to give them, uh, uh, some feeling of, of, you know, hope in this because we are going to get through it. That's the thing. We're going to get through it. And if we're using, and I think this is what we're talking about, if we're using this time wisely, we could become, use this time for, to better ourselves and look 
past it as a tragedy and, and that's what it's going to be in the in the sum total. But that doesn't mean that every aspect of it needs to be tragic. There are going to be silver linings and to look for them and to ha- keep that positivity, especially when you're feeling angry, when you're feeling depressed, when you're feeling lonely. Um, you're not the only one out there. You're not. It's normal. It's okay. And just give yourself a break. If you're not as productive as you want to be at work, if you are having an emotional day where maybe it's all hitting you how real it is and that these numbers of people dying are affecting families and maybe affecting you. You haven't just been put on suspension from work. This is a worldwide quarantine because people are getting sick and dying. I say that to say this is a big deal and your body is going to react in a way that's going to be difficult for you. You're not going to have the same energy. You're not going to have the same drive. You're going to be feeling all these things that we talked about. And so you just need to be self-aware and understanding. And like David said, don't be hard on yourself. Don't beat yourself up for feeling this way or for feeling like you're not being productive. And, I, you know, I, it's funny because I was trying to get back to my 5 a.m. <laughs> and, and I would wake up at 5 o'clock and my body felt like it weighed 1,000 pounds. I just, yeah. I just was not going to get out of My body wasn't going to move. I wasn't going to get out of bed. So I said, okay, I'll just go back to sleep then. Why am I going to fight this? Yeah. There, there's some, you have to change the routine. You can't pretend that nothing has, has, has changed and I'm going to go about my business the same. Um, I know my sleeping routine, like, again, I was struggling with, with my sleeping routine. At this point, I get up when I get up. Yeah. Uh, I get up, you know, and still we have the kids and you got to get them up uh, to, to school and start the education process. But if that's a little bit later in the day, then then so be it, because it's going to be a long day and you have to get through it and you're you're all going to be on top of each other again. It's going to be interesting to see how this works out because, again, you and I are very different situations, right? Like how you go through it, yeah. you get to decide how you're going to go through it, right? I mean, you, you might be throwing some curveballs and, and, and things of that nature, but right. you're in your own kingdom. I'm in the kingdom of seven people. <laughs> right. And so how I go through it, is going to be vastly affected by how other people go through it. And they might be going through it in a way that's very, very different than I. Right. And it will be very interesting to see how we all get along when different people want to live on the island differently. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're getting ready to get into weeks three and four. And I think that's when things are really going to ramp up. And people who are in my situation, I think, are going to start to feel a little stir-crazy and, and uh, uh, lonely. So it's inter- it's great that you and I have these different situations because I think that most people out there are going through either mine or your situation. Yeah. And I think that I'd be very interested. And again, this show, that's why we open the show every week talking about the community. This is a perfect time for people to come together and start sharing your stories on the Live It or Waste It Facebook page, 
let us know how you're going through this quarantine. And because we want to be there for you. And if there's something that you need us to talk about, if there's something that you need to be addressed that you're going through, uh, again, you're not alone. And let us know. We want to hear from you how, what can we do to make going through the COVID-19 catastrophe a little bit easier for you? Well said, well put there, DG. Shall we wrap it up? Let's wrap it up. We've gone quite long this time, but again, these are the coronavirus series, so we're going to go a little longer. We know you have more time to listen. And I think that it's important we talk about this stuff, you know, and not edit ourselves too much. Got to get this out. Yeah. So as I was saying, please share any tips, suggestions that you have that may help us get through this crisis. And please let us know what you thought of this episode and what you're going through because we care about you and we're interested in anything that you might want to share with us as far as getting through this successfully and safely. Join us next week when we continue to talk about living it under quarantine and remember now more than ever, subscribe and share. Please share this. Share. Yeah. So please join us on that Live It or Waste It Facebook page. Just go to Facebook and search Live It or Waste It Now. And that will take you right to it. If you're interested in creating a podcast while you're on lockdown and uh, yeah, we have an Instagram account. Uh, go to Instagram and search Live It or Waste It. Hey, there you we go. are on Instagram. We're, we're hip with the kids now. No, the kids are on Snapchat. Oh, well. I know. We're doing We'll get there. I, no, I cannot know. No, we're not going to get there. We'll, <laughs> we'll try to keep up with the kids, but we're not going to Snapchat. That is, that is a bridge too far. Yeah. Uh, if you want to do a podcast when you're on lockdown uh, and you want to chronicle your life and see what it's going through, that would be fascinating. And if you're on the eastern half of the country, you could go and, to me and I'll help you out at someonetalkedmedia.com. Yes, or if you want to do that on the other side of the country. You can reach me at winedesigns.com. Now stay inside and live it. Don't waste it. Peace and love. So-